Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Week 12 in the NFL. I am Joe Galena, joined as always by my friend, the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Jim, what's going on? How are you, buddy? You've been practicing, huh? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. I'm trying, Joe. I'm trying. How you doing? Happy Saturday afternoon, post-Turkey Day to you. Yeah, post-Turkey uh, Day, post-Black Friday. Uh, just uh, a good week in football, right? Uh, started off. Why, always, uh, why, why has it always got to come down to color? <laughs> I don't want to talk politics on this show. <laughs> why it, why it got to be Black Friday? Why, why can't it be White Friday? Okay, you want to call it White Friday? Let's go for it, buddy. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to upset you so early in the show. We have three hours. Three hours uh, breaking down uh, week 12. Uh, but, yeah, we, we had a really good week of football, didn't we? Starting off uh, that Monday night game uh, where the Rams beat the Chiefs. Well, it started out great with the Monday night game, and then we got to Thursday. Mm. <laughs> then things changed quickly. Yeah. But yeah, the Monday night was game was everything we wanted. You know, over a hundred points. Uh, you know, just flat out balls to the wall offense. I love those games. I could watch those games every single day. Yeah, me too. I mean, and I heard you guys on Fantasy Football Frenzy talking about whether or not you know the greatest game ever or whatnot, but. I think a little bit, and, and, and it was the gist of your conversation as well with uh, Chris Ventra and uh, Corey Parson, and it, it depends on the type of football that you like. You know, it sounds like you're like me. I love shootouts, man. I love to see a lot of offense. But if you're into defense, defensive struggles, eh, that, wasn't, that wasn't the game for you. But, uh, but uh, you know, great game, though, in my opinion. It, it- if you are, you need to see a psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. Offense is the way it's done these days. Yeah, Defensive and struggles are gone. Thing of the past. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, basically what's been going on in football this year, right? Uh, it's been all offense. You know, I mean, the, basically, uh, the, the, you know, I had looked forward to uh, the, the Jaguars-Chiefs game. The Chiefs kicked the Jaguars' ass. Jaguars what? were supposedly the, the defense uh, to measure all defenses by. But obviously, things have happened since then. But, uh, yeah, it's really offense has been the way to go this year. Uh, the Jaguars are just another good reason, another good point to look at on why you should never draft a defense early in fantasy. Yeah, I saw yeah. people wasting seventh round picks on the Jaguars this year, and you know what? Fantasy defenses are so volatile from year to year that it just doesn't pay to invest early in a defense that did well the year before, because most often they're not going to do well the following year. Mm, good, very good point. Very good point. I always wait to the my basically it's my second to last pick if if I'm in a league where I'm picking a kicker. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they are my last pick. I, mm-hmm. I pick everything. You take the kicker ahead? Even I the do. Kicker. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely the kickers. Because, look, you don't have to worry about defenses being cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. You have to worry about kickers being cut. You don't have to worry about defenses being cut. There's still going to be a defense there. Whether they're good or not, that's a different story. You can always flex them out and get somebody else. But kickers get cut on the regular. So you got to make sure you get one of those good ones. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Yeah, Either that or play in leagues that don't have kickers, which I like also. <laughs> yeah, I like them as well. Uh, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I'll tend to, to stream a kicker if, if, that, if that's the case. I mean, other than that, I mean, Tucker is basically your best guy, right, from the Ravens? 
Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple of really good guys. That, you know, Zerline is a great pick, but he mm-hmm. was injured for a couple of games, missed a couple of games. So it's definitely a couple of guys, you know, you could count on pretty much every year. Adam Vinatieri, uh, another guy you could always count on to be there. And he's Don't Italian. Have- <laughs> well, that doesn't really matter much to me, but okay. Hey, thank man. you. Come on. Come on. Paisan. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> I, I, I got no vowel at the end of my name. Why is sometimes a vowel? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> that's well, one then thing I'm I... sometimes Italian. Hey, 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 hey. That's uh, <laughs> one thing I remembered from grade school, right? Is the why is sometimes a vowel. Well, but, the, uh, the one thing I do know is it. <laughs> If I go to a store and I need to get some regat cheese, I'm not looking uh, for ricotta cheese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm very happy that you said that. But ricotta, <laughs> right? Ricotta. Uh, there you go. Uh, so what, uh, one thing we got to take away from the Rams game, obviously, it was a, a fantastic game. Uh, I'm, I'm, just keep it in the back of your mind. Todd Gurley ended up with a, a little bit of an ankle issue, played through it throughout the game, but you noticed that uh, Malcolm Brown was being used a little bit more than usual, so we'll keep an eye on that. And uh, this is uh, the Rams are on a bye, so the Chiefs, so uh, he has a chance to uh, recuperate a little bit. But uh, this is the last week of the byes, right? This is the last week, and it's crazy how many people are complaining that, you know, the <laughs> The Chiefs and Rams are on by this week. Oh, my God, my teams are decimated. Hey, look, you just got a 100-point game from those guys, and everybody feasted. Shut your mouths. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, I like it. Don't t- take no prisoners today, <laughs> Taz. Uh, uh, I'm not taking any prisoners. I can Joe. tell, yeah. You got me all riled up. I don't know what happened. Did you have an extra cup of coffee today or something? What happened? <laughs> no, Mountain Dew. I'm not a coffee guy. I drink Mountain oh, okay. Dew, buddy. Uh, uh, Mountain Dew, I think, actually has... Um, like almost as much, maybe more uh, caffeine than, than than coffee. So keep on keep on doing it. Keep on drinking the Mountain Dew, yeah. uh, or Red Bull, whatever whatever's floats your boat, oh, man. No, but, I don't know. Oh, the Red Bulls. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so so what are your what's your recommendation now uh, in terms of roster construction now that these buys are out of our way? Uh, obviously, you want to get all your uh, ducks in line, right? To get all your uh, handcuffs in, in place and whatnot. But what's your strategy now going forward? Well, it is. You know, I definitely want, you know, if I have top-tier running backs, I want to make sure I have their handcuffs so I do what I have to do. Um, You know, all those guys that are, you know, guys that are, you know, 10-point guys, pretty consistent 10-point guys, those are guys I'm not really looking to to use at this point. So I'm trying to get rid of them before the trade deadline is in as many leagues as I can. Look, I I don't – when, when I go into the playoffs, I don't really care about the 10-point guys. Uh, I mean, I just don't. I, I know they're safe. They're getting me 10 points, and that's fine. But I, I want a guy that's going to give me a little bit more upside. So I tend to, to divest myself of those guys. Like, you know, Willie Sneed, he's a good 10, 11-point game, right. game. Jalen Richard is another one. Richard, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> it looks like Richard to me when I read it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, these these are guys that are you know been good, solid you know, 10, 11 point producers all year, but those aren't the guys I want on my bench in the playoffs. I want guys that can come off the bench and really explode if they get that opportunity. Uh, you know, everybody right now is on Gus Edwards and, and I like Gus Edwards and I picked him up in a few leagues, but right now is a good time to go get Alex Collins just mm-hmm. in case Gus Edwards really doesn't pan out, uh, you know, or gets hurt, then Alex Collins will be that next guy up and they have a great schedule going forward. So, you know, things like this, you, you really got to be cognizant of what you need uh, once you get into weeks 13, 14, 15, and 16 mm-hmm. of, you know, what the teams are that your players are facing and what other plays, you know, players you can go after that could really fit your bench better than what you have now. Right. And in some leagues, some people, uh, the uh, trade deadline in individual leagues is passed. I think in ESPN leagues, uh, other leagues, I guess, you know, there's so many individual rules within leagues these days that, right. that you know, some people are still uh, uh, making trades as well. Anybody that, uh, I mean, that's I like the call on Alex Collins because he's the next guy up, right? And and at this stage, uh, you know, some people might have dropped him, you know, uh, with, with the fervor surrounding Gus Edwards. But uh, any player that... Uh, you know, one or two that comes to mind that that you would target at all? Uh, I had a whole list. Yeah, give me a second, to see if I can find it. Yeah, <laughs> if not, go through all my paperwork. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, we could go go forward, and if it comes to you, I mean, uh, well, that, keep talking, and I'll find right. out what I'm looking for. 
All right. Well, how about a prop? Actually, I found it. How's this? See? You are the man. <laughs> okay. Well, these, these are guys that I, I, I'd still be targeting now mm-hmm. uh, as buy-low candidates. Allen Robinson, Chicago. I uh, love them going forward. Um, Alex Collins, I already mentioned. Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, Russell Wilson's another one. Uh, Duke Johnson. Um, I like what Duke Doug Johnson's Baldwin. been doing the past couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, with Duke, Doug Baldwin uh, is finally mm-hmm. starting to come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he's game time Growing decision issue, this right? week, so yeah. yeah, be careful with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some others. Cam Newton. I've been trying to get Tar- uh, Cohen. Uh, Philip Lindsay is another one. Jack Doyle. So mm-hmm. there's a lot. Gronkowski. Uh, a lot of people gave up on Gronkowski, rightly so. He hasn't had this season anybody predicted. Right. But if he's coming back from this bye, and if he is healthy, uh, and they do start to use him like we're used to, he could be a championship uh, maker for a lot of teams if they have him. So these are guys that I, I'm trying to go out and get right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of fantasy players looking forward to uh, Gronk coming back after this bye uh, healthy. Because uh, if you ask me, I, I think that he's had this this underlying uh, ankle issue has been a little bit more serious than obviously the Patriots are letting on because uh, he just has been a shell of his uh, former self. Well, it seemed to be that it was the ankle and the back. Not a great mm-hmm. combination, no matter how you look at it. So right. uh, definitely has been a lot worse than they led us to believe. And again, that's New England. That's how they do it all the time. Mm-hmm. How much does a, a potential real-life playoffs play into your rostering? Like, for instance, you know, with the the Rams and the, and the Saints getting close to, you know, clinching certain spots, right, in the in the playoffs. Are you worried about guys like maybe Gurley not, uh, you know, maybe playing a half instead of a full game or maybe being rested? I mean, basically, for the most part, you know, I'd say what, by 90 or more of uh, fantasy football leagues, their championship weeks are week 16. Hopefully it is. We recommend that it is. Uh, at least I do. I don't want to speak for you. But does, yeah, that, no. take into, <laughs> does that take into consideration, uh, you know, the, the potential uh, resting? I, I don't really like to, to worry about that because it's out of my control. I mean, I know you can move those players, but mm-hmm. I still want those players. I, I mean, for yeah. the next three, four weeks, they're still going to be stalwarts of your lineups. And, you know, you're probably not going to get the return on them you want now if you're trying to trade them this late in the game. I mean, mm-hmm. if you do, go for it. I'm not saying don't try to trade these guys, but, you know, it's not usually what I look at. And I, I try not to worry about the the guys that get sat because it just doesn't happen that often. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, week 17, it happens more often than anything else. You don't really see teams really sitting guys in weeks 15 and 16 mm-hmm. uh, too often, at least definitely not for a full game. You know, maybe a quarter, something like that at the end if the game's out of reach. But uh, just I, I really tend not to, to take that into a lot of consideration. Okay. Uh, I've got our uh, first prop bet of the day. Uh, and it concerns who's going to be winning uh, the Super Bowl, who's uh, the odds-on favorite. And we're not going to get individual teams here, but I have uh, the AFC as being an even bet and NFC uh, minus 140. Where do you think the Super Bowl winner comes from, AFC or NFC? Ooh, uh, let's see. Um <sighs> I think it's going to be the NFC. I, mm-hmm. I just I'm think with this, you. <laughs> yeah, you know, between between the Rams and the Saints, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I can't say a great team, no doubt, and playing excellent football. But mm-hmm. I just think the Rams and the Saints are actually the two best teams in football right now. Yeah. And, man, the Saints are just rolling, right? And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, talk a little bit about that that game that uh, against the Falcons. But, uh, you know, uh, think that uh, Breezy had 22 pass attempts. That's the fewest amount of pass attempts in a game for him since week 17 of 2006. So definitely, you know, uh, a different type of team uh, moving forward, you know, with Ingram coming back. And it seems just, you know, when he came back, it just uh, changed the complexion of, of the team. The defense is playing a little bit better. They're just on a roll. They, they look really <laughs> almost unstoppable, you know, on the road and at home. Yeah, they're playing very good football right now. Like you mentioned, the defense is definitely stepping it up lately and playing at a much higher level. You know, what we saw them do last year and what we couldn't explain why they weren't doing early in the year, you know, they're finally starting to get there. Uh, You know, Ingram coming back definitely gives them that extra dimension Mm -hmm. uh, of offense that, you know, 
hey, come on. We know Kamara's a great running back, but Absolutely. Ingram just gives them another really solid weapon. And, you know, it, Drees, Drees didn't really have to throw a lot in this one to score a lot uh, for the four touchdowns that he threw for 171 yards. Not big numbers that way, but you, you get those four touchdowns in there. Really nice. You know, I, I, I am getting a little tired of this QB switch that they're playing, that Baltimore was playing with Flacco and, and Lamar Jackson before. And now, why at the goal line are you taking the ball out of Drew Brees' hands to put it in Taysom Hill's hand? I don't get it. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. You got you know one of the best, if not the best, quarterback of all time behind mm-hmm. center, and you take him out to put this kid in because he's a gadget play? That just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I hate that every time I see it. And they picked the wrong week to do that to you because you're in a uh, you're in a foul mood and you're just not going to take it anymore, man. I am not going to take it anymore. <laughs> well, as of now, you have uh, Saints at ten and one, uh, number one seed. Rams in the NFC, and the Rams are uh, the second seed at at ten and one. AFC, you have the Chiefs as the first seed at nine and two, and the Steelers have really been coming on the seven two and one. They're the second seed, uh, but th- like I said, the Steelers really have been. Uh, They've been on a roll as well, you know. Absolutely. Another team playing good football at the right time for them, you know, getting it going. So I I agree with you. Another defense that's really been stepping up and playing well lately. Absolutely. So when we come back, uh, we'll start – we'll go over some of what happened uh, on Thanksgiving a little bit. We'll find out what what Taz had for for dinner. I want to know. And then we'll break down the games and break down week 12. Listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, hey, do you want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Well, try DailyRoto.com for free this Thanksgiving weekend. That's right. Free advice from fantasy millionaires, free daily fantasy projections, and free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving weekend. Don't be a turkey. Head over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG18 to access your free five-day trial. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code TG18. What are you so, still doing here? Go do it. Go do it. Go do it right now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I love the energy, man. I love the energy, Taz. <laughs> and by the way, you follow uh, the Fantasy Taz at Fantasy Taz on uh, uh, Twitter. You could follow me uh, at Joe Galena. Any questions that you have, uh, we usually open up the phone lines uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. Any questions you have on Twitter, we'll answer them as well. And you get to hear your name on the radio. How about that? <laughs> oh man, so cool! I want to hear my name on the radio. <laughs> fantasy Taz, Fantasy Taz. Oh, cool! <laughs> how's our boy uh, Sean Engel doing? He's pretty quiet today. Sean, how's it going? I am right. Hey, he doesn't want to talk to us. He's mad at us. All right. Thought you were angry at us. You weren't interacting. I think. Oh no! I, I needed the time to get but, all the way to the uh, board just so I could be able to talk to you guys. Sometimes it's a bit of a. Ah, uh, there you go. 
<laughs> it's so how was your Thanksgiving? Yeah, my Thanksgiving was pretty good so far. Had a lot of food, spent some time with family. It was all pretty good. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Uh, watching a little uh, football with the king. Uh, do you call him the king them. at home? Do you call him dad? What, 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 what do you call him at home? <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to know that. You can't say that stuff on the air. You can't say that stuff on the air. All right, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, th- yeah, th- thanks. I just love Thanksgiving. You know, it's the quiet before the storm. You know, before this whole Christmas season uh, starts, you know, it's like the, the last like, quiet day because then after that, you just try driving around and then get stuck in traffic, people shopping all day and whatnot. Uh, God hopefully no. they just shop. Hopefully they just, you know, the uh, they just use the Internet, man. Shop online. Shop online. <laughs> That's what I do. Mm. It's just easier. <laughs> yeah, it is nice I can't to though, stand it. <laughs> yeah, it is nice just like once during this uh, next month uh, plus, just to walk through the mall, just to get the the you know the, the crisp the feeling of Christmas and the other holidays as well. Uh, you know, just to you know uplift your spirits. No, just well, once. I, I, I do that every year mm-hmm. uh, on the morning of Christmas Eve. I go out and get all my last-minute presents on Christmas Eve morning right. as soon mm-hmm. as the malls open. So I'm like the mm-hmm. only one in there. I love that. Right, right, right. Okay, very good. Do you uh, maybe sit on Santa's lap, uh, or is he there at that time, or is there? It's a, you know, he's there too early. I, for I, him. I've tried. I've tried a hundred <laughs> times. Every time I go to the mall and Santa's there, and I go to sit on his lap, he goes running away. I can't figure out why. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Maybe he just takes one look at you and says, hey, I can't handle this kid. This is the biggest kid that I've wanted to sit on my lap. Elves start scattering. Presents are just pushed aside. All kinds of craziness happens. There I don't know. It. I don't understand why. Uh, i like that i like the fact that you've been practicing the past couple weeks so uh, let's just talk uh i I know you doesn't sound like you were too impressed with the football that we got to see on thanksgiving but let's just talk a little bit about these games (laughs) yeah yeah uh well here i'll give you the the, the one gist of this game this week for me is that going into the game you know we had Chicago, Detroit, over under 45. Washington, mm-hmm. Dallas, 41. Atlanta, New Orleans at 60 and a half or 61, depending on where you looked. Mm-hmm. Yet the Washington, Dallas with the lowest over under is the team, team teams that put up the most points. And the Atlanta, New Orleans game was the first time since 2003 where a game that had a, a 57 and a half point uh, over under or above didn't go over. This was the first one since 2003 out of uh, 12 games, 13 games. This is the first one that didn't go over. That is a great stat. There you go. I love it. Love it. You're bringing it today. Uh, and, and what was the over-under in the uh, Rams-Chiefs guy? I think it was like 63 or so at one point. <laughs> yeah, 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 it got up to 64, actually. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's talk a little uh, Bears-Lions. You had uh, Trubisky out, but I, I think he's. they say he's going to be ready for next week, right? Uh, That's what they're up, hoping, yes. Yeah. We'll keep our fingers crossed for all fantasy players who own, you know, the Allen Robinsons and the, the you know, the Taylor Gabriels. Well, Chase and, Daniel didn't yeah. actually play a bad game. <laughs> he wasn't he, terrible. He threw, no, no. He, yeah. he threw twice as many touchdowns in this game as he had in his entire career before that. Mm-hmm. There you go. He only had one uh, touchdown in his entire career up until his game, and he threw for two in this one. Hey, 27 out of 37, 230 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Kid had a rock-solid game for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bears ended up uh, winning 23-16. Uh, Lions depleted, no carry on Johnson. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt. I wonder how many people had him uh, I did. in the lineups. Did you? You are yes, the man. 88 88- 88 in season long or DFS? Or uh, I actually had him in both. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, look, I, I didn't. They, they were talking up Zach Zenner so much during the week, and I was like, you know what? They just cut this guy. They just brought him back, and yet they're right. talking about, oh, we're so happy about what Zach is doing. You know what? Hey, Zach got two carries for nine yards. I didn't expect, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't expect Blount to get 88 yards rushing in this game. Right. But I did it's think he, he was a good bet to score. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I, I did think it was a good bet to score, so mm -hmm. that's why I went with him. But the, the 88 yards and the two touchdowns, I mean, they were just icing on the cake. And plus he caught a, on the pass for 15 yards. He, he was right. gold for me this week. Yep, absolutely. And the Bears do have a good run, D. And, uh, you know, he took care of business. Uh, Theo Riddick, seven catches, 48 yards. Is he a guy, Theo Riddick, that you'll keep on your roster uh, in PPR, I would think? Uh, most people will. I'm, I'm, again, this is one of those guys that has that, you know, just has that, I don't know, that ceiling. He, he doesn't really, you know, you're not going to see 15-plus points out of him uh, in any mm -hmm. given week. He doesn't score very often, but he's a nice, you know, 10 to 13-point guy pretty much mm -hmm. every week. And, again, not really what I'm looking for going into the playoffs. Uh, you know, I'm going to have my set. You want 15 uh, points and more. <laughs> I do. I, I want yeah. to see. I, I am going to build. That's successful. The, <laughs> I want to build the strongest starting team I can have, and then behind mm -hmm. those guys, I want the most upside possible. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah. So theoretic, averaging uh, just over uh, six catches past four games. Uh, Kenny Galladay, basically the last guy standing there, right? Uh, Marvin Jones has missed the last two games uh, with a knee contusion. Uh, obviously, Golden Tate no longer on, on the uh, Lions roster. Uh, Galladay, 5 for 90. And uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, another uh, disappointing day, 236 passing yards and no touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, he's really been very disappointing, but he has faced the Bears two of the last three weeks. And the Bears And it doesn't get any legit. better. He's, he's got a tough schedule for the rest of the season. Look, he hasn't been fantasy startable in, in no. weeks, um, mm -hmm. you know, at this point. He's a bottom-tier quarterback, too, and shouldn't even be in fantasy start discussions. Shouldn't even be on a fantasy roster at this point. Mm -hmm. no, and I agree with you, and, and especially in uh, one – quarterback leagues so uh, uh for the bear side uh, we talked a little bit about chase daniel but uh, jordan howard should he be on rosters anymore i mean at this stage i mean you i guess you really can't drop i mean you could do whatever that you want but uh and it depends who's out there but uh two of his uh, last three games less than two yards a carry seven carries 18 yards this past week 3.3 uh, on the year still not getting it done uh, you know uh, Receiving-wise, that's Terry Cohen's uh, area of specialty. But w what do you think about uh, Jordan Howard? Uh, as little as possible. Um, <laughs> so I, coming into the year, I thought he was going to be a solid you know, runner for them. I thought they'd get him involved. He'd be the early down back, and Cohen would get in you know, as a, the third down back and change of pace, all that good stuff. And it just hasn't worked for Howard. He has just never gotten on any kind of a good run. For, at all this season so again he's one of those guys that you know he, he's going to get you you know most weeks 8 10 12 points on a good week if he scores outside of that he really doesn't give you any upside so again this is a guy right now that uh, i i am trying to move if i can a lot of a lot of leagues i play in i will talk have a you know a trade deadline of week 12 which is now so you know mm -hmm. when i'm talking trades i, I tried to do most of this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it's hard. If your league still has trading going on, these are the type of guys that I would be looking to move. Get whatever piece you can for them if you want, but, you know, it's definitely not a guy who's going to win you championships. Mm -hmm. Could, probably too late at this stage because uh, uh, waiver wires have run, but you, would you have done a, uh, a Gus Edwards, picking up Gus Edwards and dropped uh, Jordan Howard? I would, and I did in a couple of leagues, actually. Um, oh, okay. just, look, just for the, the chance at the upside, we saw, you know, Gus Edwards do something that Howard hasn't done all year, go over 100 mm -hmm. yards, um, right. you know, in, in his first game getting the load. And now we have Alex Collins, who's a little dinged up, not 100% uh, questionable to play this week, although he's expected to. You know, I, I like what Edwards did. He, he's not really a pass-catching back, but he's a straight north-south runner, and he doesn't doesn't really, you know, mend, mince it in any words, basically, is what I'm trying to say is he, he hits a hole and he just goes for it. And I like right. backs that do that. I, I want I, I don't like the backs that tend to dance around back there and always try to make the big things happen because a lot of times that could really come back to bite you. And one of the mm -hmm. problems I have with Saquon Barkley is he does that. He tends to dance around trying to look for the big hole every time. Sometimes you got to take the little hole and get the three, four yards you can get and be happy with that and come back and fight another day. And That's what mm -hmm. I like about Edwards. He, he just goes for the hole he sees and he's always in it. There you go. And don't, don't let me ever hear you say anything bad about uh, Saquon Barkley again. 
<laughs> he's not perfect, but, people. He's a rookie. Yeah. He'll get better. Yeah, that's the scary part. Yeah, that is scary. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on to the uh, Cowboys Redskins game. Uh, Cowboys defeated the Redskins thirty-one to twenty-three, and uh, now record-wise, these two teams are tied for first, right? In the NFC, absolutely. Yeah, and your Make Giants are what? They're two game, two games out. Let's not talk about the Giants. <laughs> well, let's talk about Desk, Dak Prescott. Uh, 30 fantasy points as per CBS scoring. Uh, you know, he's got the uh, infusion uh, with uh, Amari Cooper coming in. Uh, eight catches for 180 yards at the big 40-yard touchdown and the 90-yard uh, touchdown reception. First of all, about Amari Cooper, I- I've been just about as hard on him as probably anybody in the industry, uh, but I'll give him credit. I mean, one of the things that has been said about him was that, you know, he had been creating separation and it looks like, you know, maybe it was a little bit more of a Derek Carr and the whole uh, offensive scheme that the Raiders were running maybe a little bit more than, than Amari Cooper, but he's really helped Prescott's game out a lot. I mean, let's face it, Prescott had nobody to throw to. Right. It's helped a whole lot. Dallas offense, Ezekiel Elliott as well, just because it it forces defenses to open up because you have somebody like Cooper there. And finally, you know, the good thing about it was he shut Troy Aikman up. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, I I like Troy Aikman as an announcer. (laughs) He's pretty good. But all he kept harping on at the beginning (laughs) of the game was, oh, you know, everybody's raving about Cooper, but all, you know, his longest catch has been 24 yards. His longest catch has been 24 yards. He said it like six times. Shut up, Troy. We get you. (laughs) We heard it the first time. And then he went out and silenced him himself, and I was very happy that he finally did that. Hmm. Do you like, uh, well, here, rank these uh, announcers here. We have Troy Aikman, uh, Jason Witten, or uh, Tony Romo. Oh, uh, Romo's first by a long shot. I like. Isn't he a lot Tony better than Romo. you thought he would be? Uh, he is absolutely a lot better. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you know he, he's always trying to give you insight into the play that they're going to run before they run it. I love seeing mm-hmm. that. Um, and you know, Aikman is good. Don't don't get me wrong. Jason Witten, he's got a long way to go, but he's just starting out. You know, only yeah. a few games under his belt. Give him a little time. It takes time to break into this business and to be good at it. Talking, people don't realize that. You, most people have. You know, hin- hinches built into their talking that you have to try and take out when you do things like this. You know, the ahs mm-hmm. and the you know, all the little sounds you make when you're just generally talking. You have to mm-hmm. try and fight that, especially at that level. So it- it's a big learning experience. He will get better. But for me, I- right now, Tony Romo is one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you. I was very impressed. Uh, he surprised the heck out of me when he, you know, first started broadcasting uh, last year. It's just basically natural, but you almost feel so bad for Whitney. He just takes so much crap. Some of it's deserved, uh, but yeah, I guess it takes time to develop into a, a. Some people just it's a natural thing for them, and other people, like you said, you know, you get it. Just, you know, well, he's gotten better. The it, first right? game, yeah. he was atrocious. He, you yeah. know, he wouldn't even say anything the first game he did. He, mm-hmm. He's basically answering questions with one word answers. He didn't know mm-hmm. how, how to expound on it. So he's gotten a little better from there. But he will get better. He, he knows the game. He's a knowledgeable guy. He played the game for that many years. You, you, you tend to learn a lot of things. And, you know, all of that will come into play once he starts feeling comfortable behind the mic. What is it about former Dallas Cowboy players that get these big uh, gigs? Uh, I don't know. Ask Michael Strahan. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what are we thinking about Dak Prescott uh, going forward? Like I mentioned, the 30 fantasy points, uh, that's per CBS Sports scoring. Uh, you know, it looked like he had a pretty good schedule coming up, but now the Saints aren't as easy as uh, you know you would have thought maybe five weeks ago, right? Because their defense is playing better. Eagles' defense is you know having its issues, you know, with uh, the injuries and whatnot. Colts. Um, injuries so, and so. whatnot. There is no whatnot. Just the injuries. Yeah, <laughs> Their secondary is decimated. <laughs> yeah. You have some wide receivers that are going to be playing in the secondary. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. then he plays the the Bucks uh, later on, Week 17 against the Giants. Uh, what are you thinking about long term for Prescott? Hey, it, he's playing much better. Like you said, we, we talked about it with Cooper in. Definitely opens up the the offense a lot for him. Uh, you know, and he's he's played much better. 
since that happened. I mean, he had the, the one week, what was it, against the Falcons where you thought he was going to do more, uh, but mm-hmm. he didn't throw any touchdowns in that one. But, you know, over the last four games, you know, five touchdowns, one interception, good numbers. He, he's gotten three rushing touchdowns and, you know, one in each of the last three games, which gives him a nice nice little floor there. You love to see that coming. And like you said, yeah, Saints are a different issue, playing much better than their numbers imply on the season. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. the Eagles, Colts, and Buccaneers are all teams that Dak should be able to take advantage of. Can he play on your fantasy team? Absolutely. Oh, okay. If and he no, keeps playing it, no. like that, he, he can play on my okay. fantasy team. Okay, all right. I'm sure he'll be very happy. Uh, uh, Colt McCoy, uh, we have less than a minute, but uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about him, and then we'll talk a little more Sa- Saints-Falcons, and we'll start breaking down Week 12 for you. Uh, got some uh, a marquee game Sunday night as well that we'll talk about. You're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like that. Yeah, sound dope. You want to fight? Come fight me. I hit you with the See? Whoa! Corey must be around. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend. Fantasy update. Music, please. I can picture you uh, rapping, rapping like this there, uh, Taz. In the shower. I don't want to picture you in the shower. That's a little too uh, personal. But, uh. I, yeah, I was going to say. All, you don't have to picture it. All you got to do is check out my live webcam. There you go. I, they, that, was that Shaq? Wow. It's pretty good. I'm impressed. Uh, I was more a heavy D guy. How about, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that's on the CBS show, the, the cop show. Oh, LL Cool J? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Well, both of them have ties to my hometown, so that helps. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. So uh, before we left, we were uh, talking a little uh, Cowboys Redskins. Uh, tell you, man, Colt McCoy... Uh, Alex Smith broke his leg same day as Joe Theismann 33 years later, right? And and the final score in both those games was 23-21. That's like... Oh, I hadn't (laughs) noticed that. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So Colt McClay comes in short week. Uh, Tough, uh, tough thing for him to do. Two touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh... Really, nothing. You, I don't think you'd want any uh, thing to do with this uh, Redskins offense anymore, other than maybe uh, them Reed, right, tight end. Uh, Reed Peterson, you know, yeah, still going to have some decent on and on again, off again games. You know, you got to catch uh, lightning in a bottle with him. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's having a lot better season than any of us thought he would when he came when he signed. Absolutely, yes. So yes. you know, you got to give him a little credit there. And every time you start to doubt him, he d- decides to come back and bite you in the ass. So uh, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's still a guy that uh, you know I, I could take a piece of. But outside of that, and you know, it's really hard to blame any of this on any of these guys with the way they're. Their offensive line has just been killed by injuries, uh, yes. straight across the board, basically for these guys. And you know, it, when you start playing with not only backup, you know, offensive linemen, but guys that haven't played together as a, as a team as a squad, it, it's really tough because it's all about timing and communication, and, and they just don't have it like that at this point. So it, it's always tough to play big. Washington right now is probably going to fold. Uh, they just yeah. got too many injuries. Too many places, and I see them fastly folding. You know, Dallas 
hey, if Dallas continues to play like they are, defense is playing well. If Dak continues to play better football, Elliott's running well. Cooper has the game of his life this week. Um, you know, if he can keep playing at a decent level, then they should easily run away with this division. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they will take the division. I mean, uh, Dallas and Washington, two teams going in opposite directions, perfectly described by you. And uh, the thing is that whoever comes out of this division is not going to go deep into the playoffs, but it looks like it's going to be Dallas and uh, our friend George Kurtz. See, I, I, I hate week. saying that kind of stuff because... You, you, well, you didn't so, say it, I did. <laughs> I know, but it's easy to say, but it's not always reality because ultimately it really comes down to which team gets hot as we as they go into the playoffs. Uh, yeah. Both times the Giants beat New England in the Super Bowl, for the regular season, they were a basic mid-tier team. Nobody thought much of them. Yep. Yeah, they, they weren't going to do much. Everybody figured they'd be, a, you know, even if they got in the playoffs, they'd be a one-game-and-out type team. And, you know, they right. got hot at the right time. Dallas, you mm-hmm. know, they have good players on defense. They got good players on offense. You know, if they can get another wide receiver to step up even a little bit, then mm-hmm. I, I could see them getting hot at the right time and putting on a little thing there. I don't think they go all the way, but, you know, you just – it. Too many analysts just want to say, oh, well, they're never going to do anything. It's We've seen too many teams get hot at the right time and do things for mm-hmm. me to want to say that. That's all. No, I'll still say it. I think that you're drinking the Kool-Aid and working with Corey. <laughs> I think Corey. Oh, I definitely don't drink, any of Cor- I don't drink any of Corey's Kool-Aid. Believe me, I, I, I have serious doubts what's in Corey's Kool-Aid. <laughs> right. uh, but, He's probably uh, a purple drink man. There you go. <laughs> All right, so let's move on. Uh, we'll leave that alone. Uh, talk about the uh, Saints and Falcons. Uh, Saints defeated the Falcons 31-17. We already spoke a little bit about, uh, you know, the, uh, Drew Brees and whatnot, but uh, Kent Kirkwood uh, with a touchdown, uh, Austin Carr with a touchdown. I mean, they score four touchdowns. None of them go to Kamara, Ingram, or Thomas, right? <laughs> uh, driving fantasy owners crazy. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, like you said, you know, who thinks Drew Brees throws four touchdowns? Michael Thomas, like you said, uh, Ingram, none of these guys get involved. Yet, you know, Dan Arnold comes in. Mm. Wasn't he? Wasn't he on Roseanne? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy Osmond? Lee, yeah. Tommy yeah. Lee Lewis, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, Austin Carr and Keith Kirkwood sc- score the four touchdowns. I mean, that's just just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like you said, driving fantasy players uh, insane. But uh, the way that the uh, Steel uh, that the uh, Steelers, the Saints have been coming on uh, five straight one by ten points or more. Seven of their last eight, ten points. They're just—they're not just winning. They're just—you know—they're just—they're winning, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And well, the this defense, was the lowest, uh, lowest scoring game for them in a month, <laughs> and they scored yeah. thirty-one. Right, right. And they give it up a little. Um, more than 12 points per game in the last three. So we talked about their defense uh, really coming on. What do you think about uh, Traquan Smith? Is He's a guy that, based on what you said earlier in the show, I would think that you would divest yourself of, right? Uh, actually, no. I take it the other way because, look, I, I don't expect a lot of big things from Traquan, he, he, but he is. He's had two really big games on the season. You know, we yes. know what happens with rookie wide receivers. They're very inconsistent, very hard mm-hmm. to be every week starters, but he does have that upside. So he mm-hmm. is a guy that I would go to put on my bench right now mm-hmm. because I'm not saying he's guaranteed anything, but if something happens to one of my starters, I'd rather put a guy in like him that could have that big breakaway game than somebody mm-hmm. like a Willie Sneed that's going to get me 10 points. Yep, and you hope that you catch him on the week where he just goes off. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and uh, we talked about the Saints defense, six sacks against Matty Ryan. Basically, stick a fork in the Falcons. Oh, yeah, basically stick a fork in the Falcons is right. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not – look, Matty, Matt Ryan is playing great football this year. He's having an excellent season. And if they were winning, he'd be in the MVP, con- you know, conversation. But they're mm-hmm. just not – and it doesn't get any easier for them. they got the Ravens, the Packers, uh, and the Panthers three out of the next four games. So all games they could easily lose. It's going to be very hard for them to do anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Plenty of fantasy goodness, though, still left on the team. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, Matty Ryan, uh, you, you mentioned how good he's been playing. Of course, uh, 
you know, Julio Jones. And uh, what do you do with Tevin uh, He Coleman? didn't even score a touchdown. He's a bum. <laughs> yeah. I know he spoiled us those past couple weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Calvin Ridley got in the end zone again, so everybody's going to be yeah. back with the Calvin Ridley love now. Perfect uh, description yeah. from what you just said two seconds ago with, you know, rookie wide receivers being a little unpredictable. But uh, but uh, Tevin Coleman, what, what are you thinking about him? Is he a guy that uh, Look, he's holding a, he's on to He's a starting stage? running back. He's a starting mm-hmm. running back, but again, you know, with the defense hurting so much, a lot of times he gets scripted out of games as they try mm-hmm. to play catch-up, uh, and that hurts him. He, you know, he's he catches a few passes, but not really enough that you can count on any given week, although he did score on a pass this week uh, mm-hmm. against New Orleans, but not something you can count on each and every week. He, he's a very iffy player for me, you know, but the one thing we do know is basically at this point, Edo Smith is not somebody who should be on your roster. Oh, I agree, yeah. And uh, earlier in the year, I thought he'd develop into something, but uh, I agree with you. He's cuttable now. Uh, so uh, let's uh, start breaking down some of uh, Week 12, and we'll talk about your favorite team, about the Giants and the Eagles. We have the uh, four and six Eagles uh, at home as a six-point favorite to the three and seven Giants, who've won two straight all of a sudden. Over under in this game is 47. Eagles beat the Giants 34-13 in Week 6. But uh, in their last game, demolished by the Saints, 48-7. to uh, A lot of people talk about the Eagles' run game not being there, and uh, they rank 25th in rushing yards per game. Uh, but uh, Josh Adams, uh, people starting to get a little bit excited about him in terms of his uh, snaps played and whatnot. Uh, he's been very effective when he's played, just not getting a lot of actual carries. But uh, people yeah. uh, get a little excited, right? I mean, you know, this is you could get all excited you want about snaps and touches, and well, touches are important, of course. But what do you yeah. think about Josh Adams? <laughs> Well, look, like you said, he's still seeing very limited touches. We know that Peterson mm-hmm. likes to use different running backs. He's not a guy who wants to put one guy in there and use him uh, continuously. He likes to intermix them. Uh, so mm-hmm. that always changes. Now, Adams has looked good when he has gotten a rock. But like you said, last week only had seven ca- seven carries. I mean, he did well, 50 right. yards and a touchdown with those. And I do like him to have a decent game this week against the Giants, who are all of a sudden a sieve against running backs since they lost snacks Harrison so I do expect him to have a pretty decent game in this one but it's so hard to count on a running back and put him in your fantasy lineup when he's seeing less than 10 carries a game yeah and uh, you mentioned the Giants uh, a sieve against the run Uh, they've allowed 100 plus rushing yards in eight of the last 10 games uh, and 14 running back touchdowns in their last nine games Um, here, here's a good thing. The, the last yeah. time the Giants beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Odell Beckham was coming off a great game playing against Furman. <laughs> against Furman. Yeah, back back in, in 2013, the day mm-hmm. before, he caught six passes for 204 yards and two touchdowns against Furman. That, that Sunday was the last time the Giants beat the Eagles in yeah. Philadelphia. And yet, you know, I agree with him. The Eagles just seem to have the Giants' number, uh, eight and one in the last nine games against them. But uh, six out of the last seven games between these two teams decided by five points or less. So yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting you know, this. If anything is going to make right the uh, Eagles' season, it's going to be this game against the Giants. But I have a feel it'll be a little close. Well, the Eagles are going to have to, have to fight with it. Giants are you know playing a little better the last couple of weeks. Offense is starting to get a little moving. You know they're finally giving Barkley enough rushing attempts so he can get something going, and mm-hmm. that's that's what they need to do. They needed to get him more as a rushing running back uh, than they were using him early in the season. So it's good to see that Philadelphia's secondary is just as we mentioned decimated by injuries. They're not mm-hmm. playing very good defense at all. Um, you know it. I expect them to really start uh, in this game against the Giants really to come heavy against Eli and really put the pressure on uh, right Mm -hmm. in the box against him and force him to get out of his his game plan, force him to move him around a little bit. Uh, But uh, he's got to be able to take advantage of these secondary and tertiary uh, Mm -hmm. defensive backs that the Eagles are going to throw against him. So, you know, look, it, it 
I say it all the time, and I'll keep saying it till I die. You never know what Eli you're going to get until he throws his first pass, whether it's eagle eye Eli, which happens. Believe me, there are games where he goes out there and he looks like the elite quarterback in the NFL, and then the very next week he goes out and looks like a total dud, like he has no clue what he's doing. So you just no. never know. That being said, uh, with the advantageous uh, matchup with the, all the injuries to the Eagles secondary, would you be inclined to maybe take a shot on, uh, you know, a, a Sterling Shepard in a DFS lineup? You know, I mean, or is this one you'd pay up to get in uh, an Odell Beckham Jr. in there? I mean, uh, do you have a little faith in him this week? Uh, it's tough to ask you that question when you just said that you never know which one you're going to get, which which Eli you're going to get. <laughs> well, you got to play the odds on that. You, you got to hope that you get the right Eli at the right time. Otherwise, just you, you just made a bad bet. But no, mm-hmm. I, I do like Shepard this week. Uh, they are definitely, Eagles are definitely struggling against receivers coming out of the slot, uh, which I think we'll see a lot of uh, with Shepard this week. Um, and as long as that continues to happen, I, I think he's a, a good, fine play in this one. Uh, let, let's face it. I think the Giants are going to have a hard time stopping Philadelphia from scoring. So they're going to have to score too. It's uh, it's kind of weird. I, I you know It's a 47 over-under game uh, before we went on air. That was the last number I saw. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're expecting, you know, a pretty big game. Eagles implied point totals are 26 and a half uh, and Giants are 21. So, you know, they're looking for both of these teams to put up some points. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about Golden Tate. Uh, he had a bigger role last week. Offensive coordinator Michael Groh say he admitted he doesn't know how to use him in their offense, but played some more out of the slot last week as compared to his first week with the Eagles. And then you had Aguilar playing more from the outside, as, uh, as some had feared, right? Because he's he seems to be more effective when he's playing out of the slot. But uh, Golden Tate, is he a guy that, you know, we talked at the top of the show, there are certain players that you're looking to buy low on it sounded like right uh would he be somebody like a golden tape he would he he is look after all the talk about him this week and you know he has been since the trade he's targeted second only behind jeffrey uh in Mm -hmm. those wide receivers aguilar has definitely taken a a backer's seat we've not seen him do well on the outside and that's what they're expecting tip but tate is definitely the better slot receiver and after all the talk this week about oh we're not sure how to use him they're going to find ways to use him against against the giants because the giants are definitely (laughs) abysmal against slot receivers they really Mm -hmm. have no linebackers that can cover uh very well you know it just doesn't work as a team they just don't have the personnel to really stop those slot receivers so i really think tate is a guy this week that i like a lot Mm. so for me uh i wouldn't be shocked if the giants won this game but let's face it i think the eagle i mean in reality you know, once my mind gets clear, Eagles are going to win. I, I say it's a 21-17 type of game, so I'm taking the under, and I'll take the Eagles. Ah, oh, man. Uh, you know what? Eagles laying six right now to the Giants. I mean, I, I can't do that. I can't do that. I mm-hmm. have to take those points uh, just mm-hmm. because of all the things we talked about with the Eagles, the secondary, and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Odell Beckham and Barkley should be able to eat against these guys. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, the Eagles uh, on the season, 29th uh, over the last five weeks, 29th against the quarterback, 32nd against the wide receiver, and 22nd against running backs. The only position they seem to be stopping is the tight ends. So mm-hmm. don't play Evan Ingram. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're in agreement there. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue breaking down oh, week 12. We'll talk a little Bengals-Browns. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. A little rush taking us out. Yeah. 